and we're back live again. We're doing back-to-back podcasts here, actually. All right. Back-to-back days podcasts because it's a Monday, which makes should make your and it's just me and Jeff, so it should give your yeah. oh, give it away that we're talking hockey here. Yeah. Uh, a couple of days after our last time because Jeff went away for the weekend to see Danny, and we just that was the only time we were able to do it before free agency hit, which pretty much we probably didn't even really need to do the podcast because not much has really happened. No, and really, it was yeah. So it really, it was a couple and things I, here and there. I had a joke. One, but it was I had a joke, and I was waiting for the right time to say it. I think it was. This might be the best. This might be the best platform to say it. Oh um, no! I was waiting. Here I was we go. To, I, I didn't know how to bring it up organically in our text form, so I felt this is the best way to do it. So in my mind, I was had a. It, it was in my mind. It was like a, a Scooby Doo gif meme whatever you want to call it but it was um usually how they unmasked them let's see who this monster really was oh yeah and i was gonna in my mind i had it instead of an nhl logo i had an mlb logo because this free agency seems a lot more like an mlb type free oh, agency yeah. where, t- where the oh, big yeah. key guys are waiting versus they're other waiting years it out where it seemed like there it was done like in the first like day if not the first like weekend of yeah free agency and that's some exactly big, right. Some of the big fish wait a little longer. Some are still out there. But still waiting. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're that, exactly right. It uh, seems, we have it almost a lot seems of like that. I don't think still. it's going to go months on end, but a lot of it does have to play a factor in yeah. uh, this time we're living in, cap situations, next year's expansion, the summer's expansion draft, and who you protect, who you don't protect, which actually will give me get into a thing later in the podcast when we talk about the flyers and uh not getting tj yeah. brody because a little salty about that one two thumbs even down. with you know i'll save that for when we talk about it but since there has been some signings here and there we'll just as we start this podcast we're just going to break down some of the bigger ones that have kind of gone on here and uh, later on we will continue our uh breakdowns for each team this time and alphabetically we're still on the bees we hit buffalo which actually goes well today because uh buffalo signed the biggest the biggest free agent forward that was available in taylor hall and one year eight million dollars i thought he was going to take less he said he would potentially take less but i'm not surprised he only did for a year because it felt like that was what he was going to most likely do anywhere But I kind of had this, that was definitely a shock. I don't think there was a there's a couple shocks, not a lot of shocks from this free agency. Some of these signings, but there are a couple that are a little head scratchers. They caught your eye. Um, this definitely is one. But I yeah. think this is also thanks to what we talked about on Thursday. Thursday is when we did the podcast. It came out Friday, um, where I where we talked about how. Uh, where Eichel wasn't really the happiest in, in yeah. the situation with Buffalo at the moment. And he kind of said, Hey guys, can you actually do something to improve the team? Or, you know, I kind of want out. And so far they seem to be doing it. And this is one big step for one. And basically you can make the argument a better step than McDavid, even though their team also kind of improved a bit here and there. Um, but he actually has a comparable winger now with him to an already deadly uh, 
Jack Eichel. So that just will end yeah. his game up. And not only that, uh, I think Taylor Hall, who uh, uh, Jeff had a good question that I actually wanted to bring up on this podcast uh, today. I think it was yesterday we were talking about it. And your question it's was, what? is uh, wasn't it like, is Taylor Hall overrated or something like that? That is exactly my question for you mike here so let's let's bring up taylor hall's stats um let me do that right now so because uh, I, I was curious you know i wanted to get mike's opinion and i think it's a pretty fair question i'm actually gonna yeah i'm gonna bring up his stats and bring up hockey reference so, at the moment here's, but here's will, his stats right now all right so i'm gonna bring up my text from you last night that i so, had because i kind of want to Repeat yeah, myself. no, for sure. Kind of Why you bring that up and not really repeat myself, but kind of go yeah. more in depth. No, go that's essentially it. what I was thinking. If I yeah. So it. while you do that, I uh, will start going over some of his uh, his stats. He spent six years in Edmonton, four in New Jersey, and only one in uh, Arizona. So his best year in Edmonton, eighty not points. Not even a full year. His in Arizona. not even a full year. Seventy five games, twenty seven goals, fifty three assists. 80 points, um, his one of his best years, his best year in his career, 93 points. He won the heart that year, 39 goals, 54 assists. Um, other than that, for the last couple of years, let's see here, 20. Uh, he technically he's put, he put of, up a he's combined, off a he's fallen off a bit. He's he put up a combined 52, which is still pretty darn good. In 2019-20, he put up 20, uh, 37 in 18-19-93. So he's – he's. it doesn't seem like it – it's um, – I'll say that this is what – I this is my kind of thought yeah. thought process it, it, on this. And this yeah. kind of goes back to what I was saying to you last night and yeah. that I think he's one of the few players that's actually not really under or overrated slash underappreciated, overappreciated because – is he in the middle? He hasn't really gotten too, too much of a chance to prove himself. Not just that. He's a winger. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, he's yes. a winger. Yeah, Wingers it. are harder to develop on his own. If you look at the teams that he played for, that was the Edmonton Oilers before McDavid. McDavid, even that 15, and, 16 year was yeah, McDavid's, um, what, first year? Yeah, I mean – literally Hall was there for one year with McDavid and now is it then he got traded to New Jersey and believe it or not he put up 65 points that year 26 goals 39 assists yeah um but outside of that in New Jersey since being over there he just kind of hasn't really he hasn't besides obviously his heart winning year he you know hasn't done this yeah when he first got there yeah but and the coming years after that, New Jersey's still a rebuilding team, and they've got young potential stars. They just have to develop more. Uh, Nico yeah. Heischer did the best he could to try to have his game have help Hall here and there, but that doesn't really do much to me. He waived his no trade clause. I think he had one, but and one of the few teams Blitzy. he wanted to go to was Arizona, which which kind of t- surprised me a bit. It did, but Arizona for some reason just seemed to be a team that team players like to go to. Phil Kessel also made that same decision. Yeah, um, well, uh, Kessel I can see, and it made sense because of Bruce Tockett, because uh, he yeah. had a great relationship with Talk. And for Taylor Hall to go to Arizona, 
I get it. There are some young stars there. Clayton Keller. Yeah, I thought, uh, that, there's, you know, I thought there's maybe that could have been a good fit there. Yeah, if, there's a veteran like Derek Stefan think... to work with. Um, you have Phil Kessel. There was um, Vinahan Stroza. And there's one other, uh, you know, Oliver Ackman Larson. There's other ones. Uh, it was Keller and one other, uh, like, forward that was a younger guy, but he was a, he's a, a good player. Uh, not as good as Clayton Keller, but he's he's good. Right. Right? Name slipping, but yeah, I think he was. I think he might have been playing with Stepon too, Taylor Hall instead right. of uh, Clayton Keller, which also helped. But now that he's got Jack Eichel, I think his numbers will go back towards eighty maybe, nine. Maybe back to his yeah. Right. I'll, I'll put this. Way. I'll say this. I'll I think this he'll have. I think he'll put up. Sim- yeah, plus. I was going to say. I think he'll put up similar numbers that he did in that 15, 16 year. Yeah, where he played yeah, all eighty two games. Yeah. Um. Some of these uh, seasons, mind you, he was also hurt. He put up thirty seven yeah. points in eighteen, nineteen, and thirty three games. It's so, obviously it's over a point a game. It's good, but again, like I was more so asking when I when I asked you the question: Is Taylor Hall overrated? You know, like it's also this too. This it's is a my very thought. interesting question to bring up, just because, because he, he can't seem to stay healthy. You know, he just that, uh, again he 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 hasn't really got a chance to prove himself because literally every team he's been on hasn't really been a playoff team. So that is also the biggest question: is why does he sign in Buffalo? I get it. You have Jack Eichel. You now have Eric Stahl. You have a lot of these other pieces that on paper you could argue in the slightest, they could be a playoff team. Keyword could be keyword on paper. I'll get to that later. Yeah. I got a whole thing on that. Um, (laughs) But I also think this too, maybe this played a little bit outside of the injuries. I just don't think he was really enjoying his time in New Jersey because, again, he had no choice but to go to New Jersey because Edmonton got traded. traded. And – New Jersey was almost as good as Edmonton was when they traded him. They're, they weren't really anything at that point, and they yeah. still really aren't, realistically speaking. Um, and I just think he just wasn't really having a – he just wasn't really liking it, and that's why he kind of said, I, I want out. So they traded him halfway through the year, and he thought, oh, let's try Arizona. They're a team around the playoffs. Let's see what it can do. Um, his numbers kind of went up a little bit. Goals wise, going to Arizona from New Jersey, um, he put up two more points than he did in New Jersey uh, this year. Mm-hmm. But I think he's this is going to be a bounce back year for him. Um, but obviously, we'll see. And I think it's more so just uh, once things cooled down a bit after this COVID kind of time, he is only. 28 he'll be 29 obviously by the time the season ends next this upcoming season ends so he's still in his prime and still worthy of a big or big long-term extension so i think he sees what we're living in and then he's like i'll play it by ear maybe this helps my resume go up a little more maybe get a little more attention next time i'm up and then we'll see what happens (laughs) i'm sorry but I just saw the update. It sounds like the Islanders are signing Corey Schneider. Yeah. Uh, one year, $700,000. I'm sorry. I, I get it. Corey Schneider's a good guy. He's a good goal and everything. But 
his career is basically shot. He's he is, he is but too- I'm just saying that's probably what his contract was going to be anyway. Seven hundred thousand for a no, year. No, I agree. And also, but- let's let's be honest here, Jeff. It's a Barry Trotz system. You know exactly what's going to happen. Ah, everyone's going to yeah. get his everyone's minds changed because somehow, wow, he looks really good now. All of a sudden, same thing happened to Varlamov oh. this year. Because everyone had that same issue, uh, issue with him. It's like, uh, <laughs> you just got rid of Leonard and I just brought in Varlamov and he's kind of been iffy. And then, oh, look, he looks really good now. But that's just kind of how the system works for the Islanders and Barry Trotz. The defense, yep. that so much of it's defensive oriented that, yeah, the goalie is useful, but it, I feel like there's a lot of other reasons for why the goalies look as well as they do, mainly because of the, the people in front of them, the defense. So, and also he'd just be a backup. He doesn't have to worry about uh, being a mentor or really anything. Not that he can't really be, but if I had to guess, this is probably his last year, his last chance. Uh, but we'll see. They yeah. did lose Thomas Grice, so I mean, it was him or Grice, yes. and Grice is, I feel, at the telltale end of his career too. He's yeah, in his late thirties, and he signed. <clears throat> and I want to say Detroit two years. It was something uh, like that. Yeah, hold on. Uh, yep. Jeff two Thomas Grice, two years. years. Jesus, that's way too much for him. Uh, 3.6 Ooh. average annual for a thir- he is 34. I forgot Jonathan. It's a 7.2 mil uh, total deal. Yikes. Uh, oh, you know who right. hasn't been extended yet? Now that, we're ta- now that we're talking about the Islanders. Um, Matt Barzell? Yeah. Yeah, they offered him a qualifying offer, and he hasn't been anyone that's filed for arbitration, but he still has yet to be extended. Yeah, well, it's probably a shitty offer knowing Lou Amorello. Probably, but Lou has been a little busy. Um, there was a trade that happened. Um, yes, which there was is very. That's uh, uh, a first Te- kind technically of move. two trades, but the first one doesn't even count because it's an AHL trade, so it doesn't matter. Um, the second trade also with the avalanche was, and I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but is Devontae's worth two second round picks? That's what I was just about to say. It's the first like move I've really seen Joe Sackick do. I'm like, that's that doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make a lot of sense, but also, Devin, I know you want to improve your defense because that's your kind of well, they got rid of Zadorov in. Because uh, they traded, uh, yes, two days ago, they traded uh, Nikita Zadorov and Anton, and Anton Lindholm. Lindholm for Brandon Saad and Dennis Gilbert. So that was interesting. So they replaced Zadorov essentially with Devontae's, but the, the cost was a 2021st and 2022nd second round pick. Joe Sackick, not one. I don't even think, Devin, honestly, I don't even think Taze is worth one. Second round pick. Well, that's what around, I'm saying. Like two. That, that's um, what I'm saying. Like, also, uh, I think when he buddy, was, I, I, I like he was you, as, Joe Sackick, but that's kind of a bad move. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was their third pair defenseman, anyways, in the aisle, on the aisles. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> watch him completely tear it up, and, and oh, breaking news! This shouldn't be surprised. Alex Petrangelo. Finalizing a deal with the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, it really shouldn't be a surprise. It was more so one that was going to happen versus uh, 
where he was going to. That's just kind of one. Yeah. Hey, I'll put it this way. It's a win for everyone because Tory Krug is no longer a Boston Bruin and Alex Petrangelo did not sign in Boston. So Boston lost out on one of their best defensemen and they didn't sign Petro. So I'm happy. Yeah, but once Tory Krug went to St. Louis, you uh, you knew Petro wasn't coming to St. Louis. Oh no, so that I knew. That. No, that I knew. I'm just saying. I just you know I was happy that Boston lost Tory Krug, and I'm also happy they didn't sign Alex Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy. with But that. I will say this too, which uh, no, I'll save it for my later because I'm going to oh, talk boy. about once we're done later, talking about later. everything like. The signings, trades, and all that. I just kind of want to talk about playoffs and going forward for this upcoming season for a bit. Um, and that also includes the Golden Knights. Um, but Petrangelo absolutely makes that team. Literally, they're like the cup favorites now. It's With crazy. Probably With obviously- Colorado, maybe. And I mean, and Tampa Bay. I have to include Tampa Bay. So. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, those three are, yeah. But I will say this. um, Expect Nate Schmidt to. That's what I was going to say. So there was a report that Nate Schmidt was getting traded to Florida. That is not happening. No, that's not true. That's one of those things someone believed, someone fake, and they were asking, like, no, that's not true. Yeah, that's not true at all. So don't believe that. But so I am curious to see where could Nate Schmidt get traded? Because Depending on the contract, Petrangelo. All right, before the, the I think there uh, was P- a Petrangelo thing. news gets broke uh, for real. The contract deals finalized. What, finalized. Thank you. What do you think his contract's going to be? Is it going to be like a six, seven year deal or like a two to three year deal at most? I'd say six. I don't know. I, I think I think it's like a six year deal. Okay, uh, because they've been clearing out some some cap space. Have they? I guess they did get rid of. Uh, they they, they get rid away, of uh, um, Stasny. Yeah, Paul Stasny to uh, Winnipeg, like the full four five point one yeah. mil. So that, that's that's pretty big there. I know they're trying to move Nate Schmidt and uh, Flurry, but that hasn't happened yet. So I don't really think they've. It's it's going to be very difficult to move Flurry. Um, so looking at if I can. Work my laptop right, which never happens. All right, looking at Vegas here. So, well, that was more. more this is interesting. Yeah, because they got rid of they got rid of Nick Cousins. He only cost a mil. They did re-sign Chandler Stevenson That's to interesting. Yeah. No, I know, but it's an interesting contract that. I thought it was a little much for him. So right now, their projected cap space, again, this is without the Petrangelo deal, is only a 1.8 mil. So, you know what? Oh, yeah. So it's either going to – it's probably going to be – it should be Nate Schmidt because 5.95 mil into – Till uh, 2024, 2025, it looks like, or it's still costing a amount, but not nearly as much. It, it's an you know, it would make more sense to move Schmidt because he costs 1.9 mil more. But 
to help get rid of the cost, Alec Martinez were only four mil for one more year. I know he's been rumored to and be another one. That's yeah. On the so ropes. it's either also, it's got to be either one of those two others. I mean, it would make more sense for Schmidt. But it's more Schmidt will give you more in return than Martinez would, and also Martinez because Martinez he's thirty three. He's thirty three, and you just have to worry about him for this year. After this year, you can just exactly. So you won't get much. Him. But for Schmidt, um, though, yeah, and maybe Martinez can be contract. So so there's got to be some sort of salary. Uh, re, uh, well, um, and who knows? Maybe retained Martinez, on on his end. Maybe Martinez might be a trade deadline move. Yeah. It's possible. But yeah. Whenever that is. No clue. So we'll yeah, break so, down the Golden Knights more, obviously, when we break down. Right. Yeah. Golden so Knights, sorry. I had to bring that up because of that. Yeah. Um, uh, another bigger signing, the second, arguably the second high or best or highly touted, whatever you want the words to be. Forward that was available also signed today. Well, third, I think I put Hoffman above Toffoli, but that's just me. Uh, yeah, Tyler, no, I would too. But Tyler Toffoli did sign a pretty large contract four years, 17 million dollars, 4.2 per year. Um, and I had this question, I had I was talking to you about this as well. And another one, I, I'm just going to be a broken record that will obviously that's fine. Bring him again because it's goes. No, I'm not, I'm talking about, other. I was going to say what I said, like. Two seconds ago, and then yeah. we'll break down the Canadians more. But just a quick little thing here, a little peek at the moves they've made. Obviously, that was a big one. They traded for Jake Allen earlier. Um, also, Joel Edmondson's rights who they uh, sign exchange. Also, what we talked about last time, where they traded for Josh Anderson and got rid of um, Max Domi. Max Domi. This team, still, I don't think they're that improved. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, that's a big number. 8.8 mil, seven years is apparently the deal according to Pierre Lebron. Holy smokes. It's worth it. Oh, big time. Again, I think he was looking a lot of that. um, uh, What's his face is? Uh, Yossi's contract. Even now, Yossi's contract is actually a little bit higher. He's at a little over nine mil average annual. Oh, man. That's a massive freaking contract. Very but, well deserved. Alex Petrangelo absolutely deserves it. I mean, why so not? Here's, my, here's my question. Yeah. Um, I want to bring this up now, but part of me wants to bring it up when we actually break down Vegas. Bring it up now. We're going to forget. All right. Vegas is B, sir. We got a lot more teams to go. You're going to forget. True. Probably fair enough. So Vegas is entering what? Their fourth year? Yeah. Okay. Who will they name their captain? Could it be Alex Petrangelo? Could it be Max Pacioretty, two former captains? I don't see patches. I see more Petra than patches. Um, There's been another one that's been rumored that potentially could get moved um i'd actually say or options who mark mark stone's a great one he's a he's still pretty dang young and he's a huge piece in that locker room so 
I think it's between one, another guy who I've always kind of been really. high on for since he's been in here, and I kind of don't know why he wasn't protected by the Ducks, but Shea Theodore. I think he's yes, a very young, I was gonna say she very too, good she young defenseman. Yeah. Um, he hasn't gotten any type of captaincy yet, but no. I could see him getting it. Well, so real quick about Shea Theodore, the Golden Knights, or, uh, the Golden Knights and the Ducks, they had a some sort of yeah. deal in we've, place. Yeah, where, we've definitely talked about that before. <laughs> I know it makes me laugh. Where the Ducks said, as long as you take Shea Theodore, we'll trade you so and so. Yeah. That that was a again, je, oh that's gonna be a deadly. That might be the best. Uh, Jay Theodore and Petro. Yeah, that might be the best uh, deep pair. It it, it, it well might could be. be. <laughs> that's just so much money. It's not the most though. Um, but it will. So, Yeah, it's possible. I don't think he'll get it this year, but I think he'll get it next year for the C, possibly for Petro. Yeah, and um, I still the I good thing Mark's for gonna, the good yeah, thing for St. Louis is they were able to get Tory Krug, so their defense didn't go down. Big move, they, yeah. Their defense didn't go too terribly much, and I don't went think that down, but not oh, it as, went down significantly. But yeah. Tory Krug balances it out. A little bit, but you're, uh, I, you're the West still isn't great, so you're definitely going to be in the playoffs next year. I'll put money on that. You're going to be in the playoffs next year, unless you completely fall off. But I, and obviously whatever happens with Tarasenko, but you <laughs> made it to the playoffs without him last year, so I don't think that's going to be any problem. Oh, that's so funny. Um, so someone tweeted out: so Petrangelo signing at eight point eight million. Vegas has a projected, it looks like negative seven million in cap space. Seems like moving a certain ex Penguin goaltender, seven million, two years left, will make them either cap comp, uh, compliant or very near that number. Curious to see what Vegas does next. I don't know why that makes me laugh. Yeah, so I don't much. know why that made you laugh so much. Just like, just like seeing the negative seven mil. Okay, <laughs> that's just the price of doing this. And well, no, I know, but like, yet, so. no, I know, just like, just for whatever reason, just just seeing that out loud, just in an actual tweet, just makes me laugh. Anyway, we got off yeah. real off topic for a oh, we did. We were talking about Montreal, and then that broke, and we started yeah. talking about Vegas and well, uh, St. Louis. Happen, but so. back to my thinking on Montreal for a bit. Um, I still don't think with this. Uh, Tyler to Foley yeah. signing, they are really that improved. You still don't have any centers. The nose fine. Nah. You brought Tatar in. I mean, not Tatar, Toffoli in. He's a winger. You brought Josh Anderson in. He's also a winger. You didn't really solve your center problems. You Isn't Domi a center? Yes, he is. Yeah. So you just trade away a center and you haven't gained a center. You did I don't know if you're really that much improved. You're improved in areas where sure Jake Allen might take some pressure off of Corey or having to play Carey Price so much, but Jake Allen isn't that great of a, a goaltender. Um and you had I think there are better options in this free agency to get. Joel Edmonton's a fine defenseman. I don't know why he traded for his rights when he was already UFA, but you know, go you. 
Um, Josh Sanderson is a risky move. I get it. Um, for some reason, I thought he was the center. He is not. Um, but, you know, maybe. Maybe that's something you're missing. I don't know. Uh, but. The East is already kind of packed, especially around that. Yeah. Especially around that uh, wild card spot. So, again, I'm going to talk about that a little later, but there's still a couple other signings uh, that we kind of have to talk about first. Um, well, Jeff, I think, is posting a tweet about the Petro news. A little um, bit. Uh, also, full, no surprise, full new move uh, calls for him. Well, yeah. Again, um, no surprise. Just just saying. Uh, the second best art potential a defenseman was taken on free agency day when yep. first happened, and that was uh, Brody. He signed in. Uh, yes, TJ Brody. That was a big deal. Uh, Mike I and I know we're both very. I already forget where he signed. Shit. <laughs> uh, there's been so much going on. I don't even know. It happened later. Um, hold on. Oh, it's the Leafs. That's right. Oh, yeah, the Leafs. Uh, four by five deal. Yeah, four one. years, five mil AV. Yeah, the um, Atlanta got a little better here and there. Oh, yeah. At least around, again, wildcard spot, but I still don't think. Yep, yep. Um, he is a piece Montreal, that yeah. Mont- uh, Toronto was missing. Oh, the big time. struggled, so that big was actually a good time. get, especially since they don't really have any bright D-man, so getting him. Was perfect. It was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that was a clutch move for them. And then you can easily go a Riley Smith and uh, she did a Brody pair. Riley Smith. Isn't I mean, he Morgan a... Riley? Sorry. Okay. I, I was like, he's a forward, sir. Uh, you know, more. And that's going to be insane. Freaking and then that unfair. just pushes Jake Muzzin down to the second pair, which I don't think is the worst thing. No, it's not. He, I mean, and then you also have a young upcomer, fine. I think, in Rasmus Sandin that yeah. can round out the rest of that. Also, pair, someone by the name of Timothy Lobsgren, I believe. Um, yep. yep. So you know, they're they're pretty much they're pretty set over they're there. Getting, I think I think they're going to get some AHL time for some reason this year, but that's fine. Help them develop their game more. So but that was yeah. always their and yeah. It showed, especially when Jake Muzzin went down, that Toronto oh, yeah. was defensively. This obviously helps. You got the second best defenseman that was available, free agency wise at least, because um, I think uh, Schmidt is more valuable mm-hmm. um, or better as a defenseman than Brody was. And you can't, as good as Brody is, I don't think you can rule out playing with Giordano as a potential reasoning for why he played so well. So we'll see if it's if he moves away from him, if he still plays just as well, then we can sh- be sure, okay, yeah, TJ Brody is this good. Not that he isn't yeah. already, but y- there's already obviously going to be those people that have that argument on TJ Brody. Um, and I know a lot of Flyers fans were hoping kind of for TJ Brody because he kind of fit what the Flyers need, especially after the late surprising news of his of the retirement of Matt Niskanen and yes. him kind of being a almost perfect fit. Um, and a lot of people thinking maybe that no moves clause was uh, 
what she got with Montreal or not Montreal, so Toronto as mm-hmm. possibly being a reason why the Flyers didn't go after him. But I was talking to Mitch the other day because um, mm-hmm. he came home for the weekend for about five seconds before going back to his new apartment. Nice. Um, and we we're talking about, you know, hockey as we usually of do. Um, and he was telling me, I forgot where he heard the, or saw this from, but apparently because the, the thinking was um, what with Chuck Fletcher's comments was that, um, or the thinking was maybe if you get him for a longer term with no moves, that means one of the younger guys, defensemen would then be left unavailable or potentially yeah. mean Oscar Lindblom or something like that would be available. When in reality, even with his no true clause, and this has come from Mitch, I forget where the actual person was saying this, he could still get moved, would have cut, could have gotten moved to Seattle. Interesting. Even with this no move. So that makes me a little, a little iffy on the Chuck Fletcher front. I would have liked TJ Brody, but you know. We'll oh, see. I love TJ Brody. I'll put it this way: I love Brody more than I, I do with uh, you know the the guy that the Flyers did end up signing. It's not that I don't like him, but I like TJ Brody a lot more. Brody does more than what Gustafson brings. So yeah, we'll talk about Eric Gustafson later. So. We can bring um, up his signing now, though. Now that we're talking signings, he did sign a one year. We might as well talk about now. One year, three mil for Eric Gustafson. Yeah. Now to the other signings. Um, yes. Let's go to those uh, goalie signings because a lot of those yeah, happened early man. on. Oh man, um, Braden Holpe's going to Vancouver. That was a big. That's uh, a bit of a surprise for me. Um, yeah. No. Again, like I. There's no secret he's going somewhere because except for you know, just down the caps. I was not expecting Again, Vancouver. This is another move. Uh, before I the all the rumblings seemed like Petro was going to Vegas even before yeah. the Fusions even hit. It just kind of seemed like Vegas was going to be because they somehow seemed to be in communications and it just kind of seemed that way. But before that even happened, it was like, wow. Vancouver, I mean, just in the Pacific alone. And again, I'll bring this up when you talk kind of all that, but Vancouver is a lot more improved. Not that you weren't already. This does briefly screw over Thatcher Demko again. So you losing Markstrom for Holpe didn't really solve anything for expansion reasons. Nah. Except for my thinking is he's really here for this year. Hopey. He's on for two years, uh, hopefully hoping that maybe if Seattle doesn't take him because another goalie or whoever is available might take them instead. Um, but just see what Hopey can do. Maybe that pushes us a little forward, a little farther into the playoffs than we were this year, which we were kind of the a surprise and how far and how well we did that maybe this. And even though uh, I don't think OEL, Oliver Larson, is uh, leaving Arizona anymore because he set a dateline, deadline to kind of his thinking in that past. So I think he's sticking, staying as an Arizona Coyote for the mean, uh, for the yeah. uh, for the current time. So I don't think he's going to see Vancouver or Boston, um, but they already ha- would have already had to do a lot of maneuvering to do that. But you did get another good goaltending duo in Hopi and Demko. Um, yeah, big time. And I really also, think that Hopi's sake, I know he's you have to have to put this in here for his resume. He's got a cup. 
that helped that boosts a resume. Last year did not play well at all. No. He needs a bounce back year. Um, he's yeah. not a no, backup at this um, point, but at this point, I'm like, even with how I don't know if I'm if I'm Vancouver, I'm not even really trying to get Hobie. I'm just trying to get a comparable backup that can maybe mentor him more, maybe even get like a Ryan Miller. And he's not the same, and obviously you had it before, uh, so it didn't really solve your problem. But um, <laughs> for Demko's sake, he would have been a good option yeah. or whatever. I'll, I'll put it this play. way, but With this, this just because I think Demko, I think Demko's ready to take the reins. Oh, he one hundred percent is. You he saw it in the little the playoffs. Time. Yeah, in those two games he played. Jacob Markstrom, he ended up going to Calgary, and that was a pretty big signing. There, that's another big plans. one. Yeah. Uh, but for what this screams out to me for Braden Holtby in Vancouver now, it's only a two-year deal. Keep that in mind. Guess who's coming to town in or uh, yeah, in the next summer? Seattle. Yeah. Again, I just, just think saying, that means I think that just means saying they're going to protect they're going to protect Demko that, yeah. and leave Holtby unprotected. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll... just like what the New York Rangers are most likely going to do in protecting. Igor Shesterkin, I believe, is either Shesterkin or Gorgiev. They're protecting. They have to protect one of them. Well, no, I'm saying so because they, they signed um, Keith Kincaid. They're going to leave him unprotected. That's fine because Keith they're Kincaid, they're I mean, either protecting more, more than likely just Shesterkin. I think it's, they're protecting Gorgiev, or, and then Shesterkin, I, I believe, mean, is uh, un, is not eligible for the expansion draft, so he's fine. Yeah. So um, that's also why they signed Kincaid, so they can just you know a, a veteran help that mentoring and, and also leave not him just that in case someone one of them do get hurt because Kincaid just going to stay too. in the minors. I don't think he's yeah. really going to play much. His contract kinda, his contract kind of guarantees that's not a. I don't think that's really back up money. That's kind of you're hovering around being up and down all year. Um, at eight hundred twenty-five average annual. He's 31. You know where you're going to get. He's a backup. Um, and you got two really good young goaltenders. And you obviously bought out Hank, and Jeff was right, and he did end up in Washington. Yep. One Again, year. One year. Not that surprising. One year. He is 40 yeah. or 38. Sorry. 1.5. Yeah, so he's not there yet, buddy. 1.5. He'll be a backup to Ellingham Simsonoff, if I had the guess. Um, and uh, since Peter Lobby Light, when he was a Flyers, he was still Hendrik Lundqvist, the killer of the Flyers. He now has him in his tool belt, tool belt that he already has uh, Ovechkin with and uh, these other guys. Um, you brought, and they also brought in uh, <laughs> Justin Schultz. He's uh, <laughs> two years, eight mil, four mil a year. Sorry, average Sorry. annual. Um, they also brought in a TVR. He's got he gets to work with the brother JVR, who he also had in uh, Philadelphia uh, for a year, one year, eight hundred thousand. But um, I think actually, of all people, the person uh, I think Charlie had a kind of thinking of this because Draco Gudis signed in Florida, and his hey. thinking, which I kind of can get, is I think Schultz as a defenseman works better in. Uh, Lobby let system than uh, Gudis did, so I think that's oh, probably why they went this way. But the more funnier one, you, you were laughing at that one, but the funnier one sticking with New York is uh, Jack Johnson signed a year and uh, 
to be a ranger at 1.1 mil, mm-hmm. 1.15. <sighs> at least we get to make fun of those guys a little bit longer. They're no longer. <laughs> They're still on the Metro. They're just not, not on the Metro. Not on the Penguins anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, those are big. But that Markstrom deal, because we just briefly talked about him, yeah. he's getting overpaid. Uh, one of the goalies that ended up getting overpaid. Was it a um, six by six deal? It was six yep. years. Six years, six mil. Yeah. They also uh, signed Louis Domingue. Again, for just being the minors up down. Yep. Um, and if I had to guess, guess Redditch would probably be the guy they unprotect. Which oh, if you're, if you're, I also forgot Calgary has been very busy. They also signed Chris Tanov, four years, four point five mil AV, so it's eighteen mil, or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's what they capitalize their value. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. So a lot of big signings. They um, improved. Just saying they yeah. had they had Cam Talbot who uh kind of broke out last year. He had a pretty good year he for did. them last year, and he is now in Minnesota. Yes, that's yes. correct. He signed in Minnesota three years for uh, 11 mil, 3.66, um, 3.6 mil average annual for Cam Talbot. Good for him. Uh, again, I don't know if he's that much of an improvement from Def Dubnik. He's only a year younger, if I'm not mistaken, because Dubnik's 34. I prefer yeah. Dubnik, but Dubnik's that's 34. Cam Talbot's 33. I think there's. We're talking about Dubnik of like the last season and a half where he hasn't played the best Cam Talbot, I would probably give him give it to him, but if we're talking about last season, Cam Talbot played better than David Dumnik. So, we'll see. And again, Minnesota was another one of those teams that's been very active this offseason. Uh, yeah. We already talked about the Matt Murray tree because that happened Prior yes, to, and he got uh, an extension. Yep. I think that's all really the goalies that got yeah. or dealt or anything. At least of noteworthy of noteworth. Uh yeah, that's really it. Jamie Vesey, who I forgot still played. <laughs> person. He, he signed with Toronto as well. One year, nine hundred thousand is pretty much what he's worth at this point. Scott Wedgwood, who I feel like is Older than 28, but he signed a two-way one-year deal for uh, New Jersey. Jan Mark signed with uh, Chicago. One year. Yeah, I did see that. Year. Um, Kevin Shattenkirk signed with the Ducks three years, three point nine mil. That's pretty big. That's Um, that's kind of big for him, especially since he had a kind of bounce back year. Uh, yeah, base so good for him. He did good for I him. Think he, he, he definitely deserves it. Interesting year for Anaheim. Yeah, it's, they're uh, they're signing a lot of guys. Uh, um, some it looks like yeah. mostly depth guys. They re-signed Derek Grant. That's who they traded to Philly uh, during the deadline. So they, they got him back on a three-year deal, one point five mil. They signed Vinny Letary, former New York Ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also add in, you know. Silverberg, Henrique. We already talked about them, if you want to yep. go back to that. 
Um, you already have, to me, which is already pretty good defense that you just added Kevin Shattenkirk to, which I think already kind of proves it. Um, mm. You also can't deny John Gibson, who I still believe is, if not the best, one of the top three goalies in the league. So, yeah, second that. For those reasons, I think they have not a great chance, but I think they're going to be improved from their past couple of years for the Ducks. Not playoff caliber. I think they're but getting they're, there. The West is great. I think they're would they get slowly it, surprisingly if they got getting in? out of the rebuilder mode. Yeah, they're still there though. They're still they're still there, but they're they're on yeah. the cusp of no longer um, being a, a rebuilder. I'll put it that way. Would I be surprised if they made the playoffs? No, not really. Absolutely. The West isn't that great. The West oh, that's isn't true. really that great. So it wouldn't really surprise me. San Jose is another one that's been busy. Obviously, they traded for David Dubnik. I think as a potential duo between yep. Jones oh. and Dubnik. That would be a pretty uh, so we'll good deal. See if that improves it. Um, obviously, also this too, they extended Kevin LeBanc more than just one year, one million, which Jeff thought I was reporting, which was no, he did not hear my joke in joke form and tweet form, text form. Wow, 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 wow. That was bad. Just get uh, out strike of here. Three. Strike three. I'm out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, was... they extended Kevin LeBanc. Um, yeah. And if I had to guess. Because I think, um, I don't think uh, that's not official. They could still probably sign him, but I don't think they're going to be bringing back uh, Jumbo Joe. He was training in like Switzerland or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there or... was the thought that maybe he might play in the Swit in Switzerland for a little bit. Yeah, and uh, apparently Patrick um, Marleau wants to come back for a twenty third season, which is ridiculous. That's yeah. that's absurd. But again, not that long ago, this team. Was in the playoffs again. Another team. Would I be surprised if they made the playoffs? Not really. Yeah, yeah. Surprised if they had a similar year to last year? Not really. They're they're just kind of they're in a really really weird kind of cusp because again they are another team that has a pretty decent good uh, defense. I see Eric Carlson, Brett Burns, Flasic. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, All those guys. Got rid of Justin Braun. if Evander King can stop, you know, being Evander taking King. things, yeah, taking things too too far and hurting the team. Good and luck with that. You also can't. Let's not forget Thomas Hur- uh, Thomas Hurdle, Tama Meyer, also uh, young. I think for another thing that hurt them too, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I was wrong. I thought one of, maybe it was Hurdle. One of them I felt like was hurt for a lot of this. Year. Hurdle. Yeah, it's it was Hurdle. Hurdle. Um, You're a little Hurdle. Yeah, and they also started off really, really bad. Oh yeah, they were awful. Um, um, all right, so let's do this real quick. That's all I really. Let's, yeah, I was gonna say let's, that's all I really got. Signings, league wise. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, we can switch over to Buffalo, our next team to uh, break down. Okay, sure. Uh, they've been busy. Again, they have been busy. I don't think they've been that busy. They've been a little busy, but I mean, it's up at this. They've been busier than I expected them to. Yeah. So obviously, the Taylor Hall thing kind of. Well, that caught they people off guard. Traded, this too. I forgot they have. They Jeff traded Skinner. for. I they, they Jeff traded Skinner for too. Eric so Stahl. yeah, they have Jeff Skinner. They traded for Eric Stahl. They got rid of Marcus Johansson. Um, Wayne Simmons is not with their team anymore. He signed in. Toronto. Um, so his two point five. Obviously, yes, I have Fresman Dalene as well. 
Who you have to worry about the offseason? They lost Johan Larson, who I think is a decent depth piece. Right now on Cap Friendly, it's showing they have to re-sign Sam Reinhardt and Victor Olsen, along with Lawrence Palut and Lance Olmark, who are all RFAs. And they still have 13.6 mil left in cap space. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Reinhardt, and if not possibly Olmark, but I'm definitely positive on Reinhardt, they went to arbitration. I think you're right. I did see something about that. Um, that sounds about right. And like I and, said, at the beginning of this podcast, when we're talking about the Taylor Hall thing, Jack Eichel has had enough of being losing bad. Yeah. Um, starting off hot and just cooling off, which again, yeah, this team's improved. Taylor Hall improves it a lot, and that could be a really good first line if Jeff Skinner is on it with Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel. That's a pretty good line, even if he's not. Eric Stahl can still provide you some things here and there. He's not the same. He is 35, mind you. Obviously, Kalapazo is another one. Eh. Uh, Ristolainen, I don't think is a good defenseman. Uh, and obviously, Rasmus Dahlian, who is still a really good young defenseman. Uh, yeah. Allmark, I think, is okay. It's going to be between also, they Hutton. did resign Brandon Montour. Uh, he's 26 right hand defenseman for a one year 3.85 mil mm-hmm. deal. And this one, I don't get. They signed Cody Eakin two years, 2.25 yeah. mil. I don't get that one either. But that one's I mean, dumb. I could really put put a stamp on this, like to do something. And obviously, Taylor Hall is a big something. We'll see what happens in the year with them, as we talked about earlier. Uh, they don't really have a lot of picks to deal with, but no, they have five picks in, uh, for next year. And uh, real quick, they use we've already their... talked about this too because yeah, we've uh, we we had a little rant on uh, Buffalo and Ottawa and how kind of terribly they're kind of run. And Buffalo, who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, has the longest playoff drought in during currently in the Probably. NHL. Um, I think since, since 2011. Yeah, I think that's when the they playoff drought. Um, and they haven't really been anything but mediocre since. Yeah. It's funny. The last two years, they've gone off to hot starts. And then it's thanks to Eichel. A lot of it's yeah. thanks to no, Eichel. Eichel, but Eichel phenomenal. Again, this is not football or basketball. I know football, you can make the argument. It's not just a one-person sport. But it's like if you have a good enough quarterback, it can be. As long as you're scoring more than the other team, you're. I think you can still make the argument that it's still potentially a one-person kind of uh, yeah league that can control it. NBA is definitely that. Um, but NHL, similar to MLB, you're not one person can change everything. Connor McDavid's proved it in Edmonton. Eichel is another factor, and we've talked about him a lot and being so underrated just his contract doesn't say it because 10 years uh average annual that's definitely saying he's worth that contract and he definitely is he's only 23 mind you as well um he is a great great center he's got wingers but the team itself just isn't good yeah Rasmus Dahlin's a good defenseman oh he's a good defenseman absolutely got nothing really else you dangled Rasmus uh, Ristolainen for a while, but uh, nobody. No bit. one's buying. No one bit because he's not that good. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, maybe, Ristolainen. Maybe, you're not that good. You're not. I'm not. 
<laughs> uh, real true. quick here, right, I do... they were my ten on uh, my ten most hated teams. So I am kind of enjoying Wait. their. Sh- I have I enjoyed their struggle. I have enjoyed their struggles. Dude, they're not even worth my time. They're not even on my list. They're not even worth my time. That's how bad they are. Yeah. I just feel bad for Eichel and um and uh do, 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 uh oh my Skinner. god. Dolly, thank you. I'm so afraid. I also think wonder if maybe getting rid of Leonard was not a great move. Uh, No. Imagine if Robin Leonard was still on this team. I mean, he was going through a lot when he was on this. No, he was. To be fair, he was. But imagine if the Robin Leonard today was on this team. Taylor Imagine Hall. if honestly Taylor Hall may not have been you they may not have been able to afford Taylor Hall. Um if you're I going off of the I, contract, I, I, if you're going off the potential contract, if you would have gotten the contract that he has with Vegas with um because what was that contract? It was five years. It's five five. Five five? Yeah. Cause right now projected, even after signing Taylor Hall. Buffalo has 13 mil. So I guess it could have been Thir- 13, but... 13.64 mil to be exact. Next year, obviously Taylor Hall is one year, eight mil. Eric Stahl is 3.2. Darlene's going to get money. Darlene's going to uh, get Brandon Montour, 3.8 mil. Jake McKay, 2.8 mil. Carter Harton, 2.75 mil. They would have found the money to, to make did. room. Didn't they sign Matt Irwin too? Matt. <laughs> Yeah, they, they did. did. Matt Irwin is a depth kind of defenseman. It's not I, too. Yeah, I, I Again, got nothing for them. I got nothing for them. They're um, busy. They're uh, similar yeah. to, I mean, Montreal made and, a Actually, it's kind of like Montreal a bit, but I think Montreal's yeah. pieces they got is a little more, a little better than what. Yeah. Outside, um, outside of the top guy they got, and I think Tyler Toffoli, Taylor Hall, I think is better than, than Toffoli. Uh, Edmondson's obviously better than any defenseman that they just brought in, which is really nothing. Yeah, uh, I will um, say, and this obviously, really Carey quickly, Price though. and Jake Allen's about as good as Hutton and Olmark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say this real quickly, though, Mike. Um, they had the eighth overall pick in the 2020 annual draft, they used it to draft Jack Quinn from the Ottawa 67s. I am not gonna lie, I don't know um, who that is. <laughs> don't worry, I got this. Uh, I like Jack Quinn as a player. I think he's going to be pretty good. I thought eighth overall was a little high for him. I think he should have been. I don't. I. I. For me personally, depending on what the team's needs are, he's not a top ten pick worthy. Again, I'm probably going to you know regret saying that, but whatever. He's a pretty powerful skater. Where he has good speed, good defensive uh, awareness. He's a very good shot. Can easily. I think one day he can get to the top six role. Um, but again, what doesn't help him is his size: 5'11", 176 pounds. He's got to get some muscle. He's got to get bigger if he can, because he's gonna. He, he's again. He's similar to like probably uh, Alex DeBrinket. There's been some comparisons. Now I'm not saying he's going to be the next Alex DeBrinket because DeBrinket has been ridiculously amazing for uh chicago i think he has been um 
but I'm a little biased. I, I love the yeah, you're a little biased but, there. He's yeah, I, 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 I little, love it. Their brain gets a little young, and I wouldn't say that just yet, but yeah. When, when mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that yeah, yeah. um, the burn kit is you know like a superstar, but he he, he has a potential to be a star, yeah. an upcoming okay. star player for Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I just felt like I had to explain myself a little bit, yeah. But for Jack Quinn, he's he's a good player, I don't think he'll get to the potential. As soon as it took for Debrinket, because again he's going to be playing in Buffalo. Again, like most of these, he's, he's going to need. There's going to be a lot of. He's going to need a lot of help. Unless you are, for me at least, unless you are like Lafreniere, who I think has kind of been compared to like Matthews or Eichel, who's on this team, or McDavid. If you're like a not a generational talent, but a guy you know is going to be great and step, yeah. step on the ice and going to be great. Um, outside of that, I have to wait and see what they got. I'm not and going off. Of, I'm not that's going totally off of scouts' fair. thoughts on these guys. Yeah, I want to see a play scout first. Has different opinions because neither one of the top two guys that went the last draft really did too too much in their first year. That's not saying no. they're going to end up being bad. They're just young. Not everyone's yeah. going to jump off on fire right away yeah. like these guys. Uh, Alexi Lafreniere did uh, sign his entry level contract today. By yes, the way, he did. Um, and he will, if those who care about numbers, he's going to wear number 13 because his number numbers. 11 has been retired twice by the New York Rangers. I don't care about numbers. I know you don't. But for those who do, like I do, uh, he's wearing number 13. You can, you can come 66 and have everyone freak out again. <laughs> that was Josh Ho saying it. I think it's a little bit different because he's not a complete douche. I'm just saying. Unless you're a retired number. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah. So what are your predictions for Buffalo? I They're still going to be near the bottom. They're still going to be Atlantic. near the bottom. They're still going to have a top 10 pick. That's the thing I don't think they're going to be They're going to be improved. better, but yeah. not by much. But that does <laughs> If get... anything, they'll have the 10th overall pick instead of the 7th overall or 8th well, overall depending pick. Well, no depending on how the... Uh, Lottery yeah, lottery lottery uh, but that if it's lottery, the fucking devils will get it again. Or, or the know, Rangers. Or the Blackhawks. Or the Blackhawks. Um, instead of a team that could really use it, which is, you can make the argument for Buffalo or Detroit or Ottawa. Well, Detroit, you certainly could. And yeah, you but did. They got but they got major league out screwed. Of, yeah. Yeah. They still ended up with Lucas Raymond, who I can't wait to talk about uh, when we break down Detroit. Yeah. But I will say this too, just because you have to throw that out there now. Um, and that's why I should get to my this tweet I want to bring up a little bit too, which kind of goes back to this a bit uh, since Taylor Hall just signed here and just free agency in general. But this was a tweet from Grant McCaig. I have no idea who that is. No idea. Here. He is a NHL scout. Um, Mainly Easy now. The juniors, yes. Uh, OHL, oh, okay. QHL, QJ, MHL. Um, but he said, uh, in this tweet, I don't believe uh, you. <laughs> well, you can look in his Twitter. He's not even verified. But oh. um, see, I t- don't believe him. The teams that don't send free agents are often viewed upon as the losers, even when they make equal or better offers to players that choose that choose sign, to sign elsewhere, and the ones that who dole out the most bucks are crowned the winners much like the trade deadline, um, which for the most part, sure. 
and winners and losers to me means nothing because correct me if I'm wrong, Jeffrey, wasn't yeah. weren't both the Rangers and the Devils considered winners last year? Oh, one thousand percent. The Devils, the played, Rangers, the they Dev- drafted Capocaco. They had they got Ar- Jacob they Artemi Panarin. They traded for Jacob well, Kuba. Panarin they, actually played really well for them. For being well, last year. No, I know, but I'm just saying. Typically, moves like that will get you. Yeah, a very and everyone big, whenever these moves happen, like spot. oh, they're a playoff team. This is a playoff team. Yep. That's what everyone. I feel like everyone was saying. Yep. I don't know if complete hockey people were saying, but kind of hockey. No, the, the, really. a good amount of hockey people were saying. Oh, really. New Jersey. This is a playoff um, team. New Look Jersey, at the guys they in. drafted, of course. Um, Hughes, Jack Hughes. They brought in Simmons. They, they brought in PK Subban. They got PK Subban. They got what's his face from uh, Vegas. I love what's face from Vegas. Gusev. Um, uh, oh, thank you, Nikki Gusev. Who didn't do bad? Yeah. Um, and then you also had Heisher with Hall. Is she was, Hall? Oh, this is. Uh, this is another you... pub team. Guess what? Oh, they also signed they Corey ended Crawford. up with like a seventh overall pick. So yeah. that's a playoff team to me. Yeah, they signed Corey Crawford for two years, three point nine average angle <laughs> yeah, for them. That too. Uh, I forgot about that. So yeah. Um, and they also traded for. Uh, Andres Johnson, which is, yeah, it's an interesting move. I honestly wasn't expecting it, but and uh, obviously, whatever. whenever these happen, the f- immediate reaction is, "Oh, this team's a playoff team." They're immediately they're a playoff team, but obviously, we had those already with some of the moves we just mentioned. I mentioned it with Vancouver getting Markstrom because I think that's just there's an upgrade from Cam Talbot, and Vegas getting Petrangelo, who is one of the best defensemen in the league. Obviously, they were already playoff teams. They're just going to be in the playoffs again next year. Yep. Um, yep, 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 yep. Do you may be able to uh, add Buffalo to the potential wildcard teams, but that, like many, not yet. like not many yet. professional sports leagues, I feel there's one conference league, whatever you want to call it, conference, uh, that's just better than the other. And in this case, the East is just better than the West. And Good teams just aren't going to make it. Realistically speaking, the Rangers shouldn't have made the playoffs. A lot of the teams that made it, Montreal. Again, the Rangers technically didn't even make the playoffs. They made the 2014 playoff format, which yeah. they didn't qualify for the playoffs. So they, didn't, they were not a playoff team. Yeah. But also just, you know, uh, you, you, can st- you still have to throw those teams in there just because they were in last, last year. And some of these teams have already made improvements this year. Obviously, Lafreniere to the Rangers to a team that already made the playoffs. Sure, you can put them in there. But none of the, even though it seems like the Atlantic, a lot of the teams improved. Pacific, you had teams that improved. The top two teams, if not putting money on it, in uh, the Pacific will be Vegas and then Vancouver. Then there's a drop-off for me. Oh, there's a huge drop off. Honestly, I don't even know who I would put third. Uh, you know what? And then Calgary? maybe Calgary. Maybe Calgary. They maybe. got Markstrom. They, they, exactly. They, they they have a lot. But again, they lost Brody. That's a big PC loss on the blue line, yeah. sir. Um, Edmonton. They, they we'll brought do. in uh, Tyson Berry. He's pl- yeah. going to play great on the power play. I'm going to make a bold prediction, but it's got to wait. What? It's got to wait. It's regarding 
a rebuilding team in the Pacific? I don't know. You can consider all of them rebuilding, except for Vegas for me. All right. Well, that's fair. Well, Vancouver is not technically rebuilding anymore. I still think they're still on the rebuilding end. All right. Whatever. They got young upcoming pieces, but I still think they're a couple no, pieces away from me. All right. So. Anyway, so but again, it, back it's, to my it's kind of spiel. Uh, Go ahead. The Atlantic, obviously, these teams have improved. Toronto significantly. I don't, and obviously, because this year was different, but I doubt it's going to happen next year. I think it's yeah. going to go back and still going to be the top three in each division, which is probably not going to change any. Maybe Tampa takes Boston. I don't want to be surprised either way, but it's going to be those three teams. Yeah, then, it, it always is. It always is. None, of, I, none of these other teams, Montreal, Buffalo, or who are just behind. I'm, I'm trying Florida, to give Florida even, credit. I've been trying to give them credit. They just won't. They or even Florida. Get who, it done. Yeah, or even Florida, who I feel like they also did something too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. No. So, oh, yeah, they did that's get the... But yeah, they. None oh, of these yeah. teams, I don't think, would really dethrone taking Toronto out of it. But no, all those teams are capable of taking a wild card spot. That's also not saying any of the teams in the Metro couldn't take a spot either. No, because... It's very close, the... but I know you've said before how you might not be that surprised if it's not. It's four and four or whatever for wild card, but I still wouldn't be surprised if it's five for the Metro. Yeah, because those five teams would be Washington, Philly, Pitt, Carolina, and Columbus. Those are my top five. Yeah. I, oh, wait, no, I lied, I lied, I lied. Sorry, sorry. I take that back because my bold prediction no, was Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. missing the playoffs next year. I don't year. have that. Yeah, I don't have that prediction. But well, that's my prediction. <laughs> yeah, and I can't wait for it to be right. But either way, one of those te- three teams, or one of those yeah. teams, is probably going to be in that wild card spot. Which then means there's only one other wild card spot left, which is left up for the other teams, which is already very, very tight. So next season, much like every other season, head-to-head battles, division battles, even conference battles at this point, very key. Um, yes. that's all I really got. So, um, if you got anything else, um, real quick, I just, the last thing I want to touch on, um, you know, we mentioned it earlier in the podcast, uh, you know, last small, small segment, uh, Flyers signed Eric Gustafson oh, yeah. to a one year, $3 million deal left shot, 28 year old, uh, offensive defenseman. Obviously, not an ideal Madniskin in replacement. He's not but <laughs> he, well, again, but he's still solid. So, looking at what the blue line could look like next year, you know, excluding any trades, here is what your defensive pairs would look like uh, potentially. Eric Gus, uh, I don't even know. Would it be Eric Gustafson and no. Justin Braun? What? I don't know. Gus, no, with, yeah. No, if if he's on the right pair, I kind of because this is my thinking. I think this is probably the best option, even though your third pair still struggles because they probably either still end up being Braun and Hague or Braun Ghost. Um, but if you want a very solid first pair, throw Myers be, on that first pair with. I, I would, yeah, it would be pro um, and Myers. I, that's also saying if you don't do anything else. 
Yeah. Again, like I said, excluding any trades. Um, ideally, I for I would. Us, this is my. This is just my thinking. Yeah, Pro Ralph Myers. Then I would do Sanheim. No, Sanheim. Gustafson. And then Ghost Braun. Or Ghost Braun. Or Braun Haig. Braun's not coming out of the lineup. Sorry, bud. He's not coming out the lineup. Not on a two-year deal. He's not coming off the. Vegas or Vegas, well, Seattle. We got a nice defenseman for you named yeah. Justin. Braun. I mean, he he does have. He's a right defenseman that's already valued already, um, and he does stuff that coaches and GMs and scouts like. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, like what? Also, turn the puck over for the other team. That, but he does the similar things that Haig does. That teams always like block shots, do that stuff. Oh, okay, okay. I will say this. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that's your best option for these D pairs. Um, yeah. I will say this. I think Gustin may, even though I don't really like that. Gustin's an offensive defenseman. Uh, he'll I think probably he's be, one he'll of probably the better be the guy options that he'll was probably left. be. Yeah. He'd still haven't really, it doesn't really fix your PK any defensively wise. Um, because Gustafson's an offensive defenseman. And realistically speaking, I know everyone really loves to bring out that one year, but he only did that in one year. His last full year in Chicago. Yeah, I know. Um, which is great if uh, he could be easily f- do that again, but I don't see Proverov leaving that at first power play. No, so he's, he's not. probably going to be in the second power play unit, and if I'm honest, Sure, I'd like that, but I also like to see uh, Phil Myers get a chance, just because or I like Phil Myers shots, or Myers or Sandheim, right? Um, or Ghost again if he's in the lineup. Um, but yeah, it's it's a move. It's a obviously an NHL caliber defenseman. Obviously, the Flyers also made another signing as well, uh, and signing uh, what's his face, Derek Pouliot. Uh, Derek Pouliot, which both yep. Mitch and myself got. Uh, confessed with can uh, mixed up with uh, Benoit Pouliot. Um, because we saw Pouliot is like he still plays, but it's not Benoit. Who's I forgot 34. about that guy. Benoit Pouliot. <laughs> both, both me and Mitch had wow, the same what thought a that, Yeah, that's actually really great. No, uh, so Derek Pouliot again, he's going to he... be the end, he's going to be like Andy Wolinski, he's a depth. He's, that I'll put that's like he's really the Justin Bailey like. of 2020-2021. He's going to be the guy going up and down between the Flyers and the... I don't even know if he can, actually, because probably waivers. I mean, he won't just because he's defenseman. I'm saying, like, if, if someone were to get hurt, he would probably be one of the guys... Depending on the position, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, though... I know what you're saying. Yeah, so there's that. But So, so my thing on Derek Pouliot... He is. I got to see him a lot of times in Wilkes Barre. He he's a, a pretty fast player. Obviously, that was a couple of years ago, so he probably lost his stuff. Uh, he 26. surprisingly, yeah, he was a first round pick, which is sad to be honest. Not only that, he was a top ten pick, if I'm not mistaken. And let's not forget this too. Um, he was in the draft the year after Couturier, so that should really say. What yeah. He's- yeah, that should really say what he's going to bring, and that's really right. Just so ver- he still has some speed to him. He is pretty good depth. He's a nice shot. I like his shot. He, I think, for what you get in him, 
it can't hurt to bring someone yeah. like that in, it's especially like, it's exactly like it doesn't really do much for me. It's like when you brought in Walensky. It's a, yeah. If when you hit the playoff time, when obviously depth helps, he's going to be on that roster. He's of course, be on the lineup. Um, but even if you go off of Chuck Fletcher's comments that he made the other day, um, there's been some things that make me a little question, which we'll get into later on because it's just going to be brought up. Obviously, Frost, mm-hmm. third center issues and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, but I don't want. But that does that. bring me a good question that I've seen brought up and asked a lot, and obviously Flyers mm-hmm. fans are no. Accustomed to this, especially when you haven't won a cup in since the seventies. Don't talk about it. Um, and it's been exactly ten years since you were last in the finals. To begin with, the cup finals, at least. Um, do you just fill the holes? It, this is the question I'm asking. Do you just fill mm-hmm. the holes that you need to fill now, or do you bring in guys like Aline or? I know there was a little bit when Johnny Gaudreau or Nate Schmidt, guys that you know can absolutely bring this team from playoff team to, oh, this actually might be a contending team. It's, uh, there's always a have, saying, there's always a saying, you got to give a little to get a little, you know, yeah. if you want to go out and get a guy like Johnny Hockey or Patrick Alane, it's going to cost you pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that would look like, probably if Winnipeg or Calgary is interested. I doubt it. You never know. Shane Gossespierre, including a first-round pick, a pretty yeah, good there's prospect. There's someone else out there, too. Well, no, of course. Well, I'm saying, like, besides Ghost, a first, a prospect, even, like, someone like Scott Lawton, maybe, or so- someone you who, might who have, has... Actually, that's not a bad idea, because Mitch and I were talking about this, too, and Scott Lawton's... Value. Uh, value is probably as, as high as it can be. Skip it up. I, yeah, and I also would just do think this, or too. And someone, I hate... Maybe what sucks like is that Rockwell. we lost, yeah, to him too. But I hate that we lost out on Koivu, even though there's probably better options. Yeah, that, that made me mad. The good thing is we don't have to worry about any of the re- former guys that we just had on this last playoff. Hey, Thompson, Derek Grant, and Goodbye. also Tyler Pitt, like he is no longer coming back either. Uh, they all left. I'm sad, I'm sad about his pit like I, I would have liked to see him resign, but that's what Nicholas Albe Kubel is here for. Exactly. He probably would have just been a healthy scratch. He's younger and a faster. Um, I also want to say this too. I do think we still need to bring in a fourth line center caliber guys. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, as I, I wouldn't hate it if Lawton's a fourth, our fourth line center, because I think he'd be good enough. I just think at the moment he's better on the wing than he is as a center. He really is. Um, and that's, that's fine. Yeah. Again, and I think if we're being honest here, I think if you're asking me who gets taken from this Flyers team in the expansion draft, if anyone, it's going to be Lawton. I don't think he gets, I I don't think he gets protected again. I really don't. No, he uh, got I protected think, last time. He got protected I know, last I, time. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I don't think this time, because there's other guys that are going to get protected over him. I think someone's going to take him. He's got a lot of value. So yeah. I, I'm just I saying. But I'm just saying. I Because I, I am kind of – I do kind of want to be that team – just because I'm kind of Here, here's sick. my last, yeah. I'm kind of I kind of want to be one of those teams that just says, yeah, this is a team that you can see in the conference finals year after year. I kind of yeah, I kind of like that feeling. I like that feeling this year. It, when it I was is like a this, nice feeling, yeah. But see what happens when you win a playoff round and almost well, you the lost. But everyone also thinks that if you do nothing, which 
almost seems like Chuck Fletcher was kind of hinting towards. Um, yeah. Are you really improved from last year? You lost Niskanen. Niskanen provided a lot more than you think. Oh yeah, no, he he, he was a huge huge piece, very underrated. Obviously, once Flyers. you get hopefully once you get Patrick back, that I think uh, forward wise they're fine. It's a little bit depth-wise, which I think you're still a year away, like I said last time. A year I'll, I'll away put from it this bringing way. in a veteran guy they had to bring in just to, you know, leadership and just doing that stuff. I think that's I'll the last year. I'll put it this year. way. He is 28. He's going to get a pretty big pay cut. What would you think about someone like a one-year deal, Mikel Granlund, for fourth-line center? I wouldn't hurt. It's a fourth-line center. 30, uh, again, he put up 30 points last year. Just if they do nothing, I wouldn't hate it because I still think Lawton at the end of the day with Raffle and Abe Kubel as a fourth line, that's still better than many other fourth lines. So if that's the worst case, that's still pretty good. Yeah. But because of that, because of the, this Flyers team, and I think because of Carter Hart and what he did last year, a lot of teams think that it doesn't really matter that you didn't bring in the defense because a strong goalie can kind of bounce you out of that, not having a great defense, but your defense is already good. You already got a couple guys in your system that are coming up. Cam York, obviously. Uh, a couple other guys. Cam Court. Um, you got Friedman and other guys who are on their way. They are on their way. Um, and Friedman is a right D-man, just to be clear. Also, Wyatt Wiley. Um, oh, yeah. Zamola and Hogberg are left D-men. So. And it, 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 it did seem like those guys are battling for a potential spot, as well as uh, Allison and uh, Linus and Dean. And also Tanner, the Flyers. Tanner Lazinski. Yeah, Tanner Lazinski, too. I forgot about him. Sorry. Right. Also, I this too, he, we he haven't talked about this yet. Um, and I think it's my last little segment before we kind of sign off here. But yep. uh, the Flyers signed out of their full draft class, their fourth round, yes. their fourth round selection. Yes. Who has quite the backstory, and we don't really have the time to get in on that. But if you want to look that up, we, uh, we can we can talk about it a little bit next time. Uh, but, but I just look it up. But uh, their fourth line center or fourth line, wow, fourth round selection sorry yep. guys i am really uh struggling today i, I think it's off. just time to you know yeah. get off slowly but surely mm-hmm. yeah uh zade wisdom what a name that is mm-hmm. here's the thing that speaks out to me right away all the picks you sign it's your fourth round pick before you even sign your first round pick i Never, like tyson forrester i, I think, think it's a good pick I like the Flyers' second-round pick, Emil Andre. Honest, uh, I'm actually pretty good with a lot of their picks they made in this draft. Oh, I, um, I love after this draft. hearing all oh, the this is one the of the better did. draft classes, like all-around complete draft classes from the Flyers mm-hmm. I've seen in in a little bit. Because their first they got three not picks, only one, I think they got two guys that fell farther than they thought they were going to go. One is Emil the second-round selection. selection yep. uh, he he's is a basically small defenseman. Yep. I'll put it this way. And I think, um, I think Wisdom be, is another guy that just yeah. either they, they size reasons. They traded si- up to get yeah, him. Either size reasons or whatever. He just wasn't that. Don't know. Don't care. But, um, dude, Wisdom, he, he's going to be a good player. Uh, it's Wayne Simmons that has a, is, a, is a big fan of his. And again, I'm that, glad you brought huge. him up because I think – I don't obviously I don't know the system. I don't know anyone in the Flyers organization, unfortunately. Um, I wish I did, but I don't. Um, so – 
this is just my thinking and why this is yeah. the first one that the not only because of his backstory, I think they like that. Um, also, I think they're just already kind of high on him. Yeah. And this is what, and not that a fourth round pick can't be good because Oscar Lemblin. Uh, he was a third round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think he was like a fifth round pick, buddy. Either way, he was a later mid round pick. Um, yeah. And Wayne Simmons, because Wayne Simmons called him draft day. And he himself also said he is very into the Broad Street hockey, even though we're not really Broad Street hockey anymore, kind of style Street hockey. Boys, yeah. He is very much that flyer caliber player that Peter player is going to like if Wayne Simmons, who even though he's not a flyer, he is going to retire as a Philadelphia flyer. He's going to be one of those Hell guys yeah. who signs a one day contract to retire as a flyer. Oh yeah. And if he's, I'm, I'm telling you, cause he asked how the fans of flyers were. I think because of that call, he was like, okay, yeah, this is not that he already probably didn't have this. Cause you know, he just got drafted by the flyers and any of these guys that get drafted who worked this hard to get this far. I'll say he was born in 2002. That should really say something. <laughs> Yikes. But Oh, that hurts my soul, man. Oh. He's 18. Wow. He is so weird. <laughs> it might take a little bit for him to come onto the Flyers, but I'm excited. But here's to my thing, goes. though. Since he signed his entry-level contract, it's either the Flyers or where does he go if he doesn't make the team? He goes back. It's go his back. Uh, junior team, right? Yeah, he can go back. Okay. Yeah, because it, it just it, it's uh, it always throws me off when the player signs their entry level contract when they're not. I know you have to be a certain age, but so it's like eighteen and nineteen. If you sign your entry level contract, you can yeah, either be can. NHL. I think, I think or because he's eighteen. Yeah, I think he can go to the AHL now. Once you turn twenty, you. Can go NHL, AHL. No, I thought but it was 18. I think it, hmm? I thought it was 18. No, it, it's it's 20. But that that's if I don't think you've signed your entry level contract yet. Now, if you have though, again, Joel Farabee, he signed his entry. I mean, I think it's also different to use a college player. Um, but he signed his entry level contract before he turned 20 with the Flyers. Also, I think this too, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even know what the rules are anymore, man. I think he might have been hurt. One of their players was hurt for most of the year, and that's why they was fall. He fell mm. in their draft. I'm saying, I think it was wisdom because they still fine. had over a point a game. That's fine. I'll take him, man. Yeah, I'll take him. That's a center, so I'll take him. Yeah, even better. He's a center. He plays like Simmer. Bang. Simmer likes him. I'll I like him, and already it already seems like he's going to be a fan favorite. So, oh hell yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I am, I am excited for the future Flyers centers because obviously, if Morgan Frost is here or not at the moment, that doesn't seem to. At the it's he still has venture <sighs> yeah. improve, but you also have Rupstoff, you have Lazinski, you had him in the lit in the mix now. Obviously, Nolan Patrick. Um, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty bright future for the Philadelphia Flyers. Sean Couturier, he's only twenty seven. <laughs> Selkie winner Sean Couturier. Yes. That is to you, sir. Yes. Um. But yeah, that's all I really got. So. Yes, sir. Pretty. Yeah, pretty good draft by the Flyers. We didn't really get the chance Again, to talk about it last that's time. That's fine. Uh, we, see and yeah. we'll talk about it more when we talk about Flyers on every other podcast. We talk about on about the Flyers. Um. But that's all we got today. Um. 
be sure to check out our podcast either tomorrow whenever we do that on the other Chavers podcast. Hopefully is another one we got Brian on, but we'll have to wait on that we shall one. We'll see. Yes. So until Just then. Just like you, we will see. Yes. And we'll see you next time.